All right, everyone. Valentine's Day is around the corner. (laughs) I've never really been a huge Valentine's Day person, but I have to say, even when the day rolls around, this will actually be, I think this is my first Valentine's Day that I've been single, which is crazy. But every time the the day comes around, for me, it was when I was in a relationship, whatever, I'd be like, what are we doing today? Or like, what did that person do? And like all the fucking social media posts and whatever. So it can be kind of, even if you don't really love the capitalist Hallmark holiday-ness of Valentine's Day, it still just brings up shit because everyone's talking about their booze. And so I wanted to ask the question today, is love overrated? So Kat, one of my best girlfriends, known forever. I think I talked about this on a talk back, but Kat went to an Indian wedding in New Orleans. It was kind of like not perfectly traditional Indian, but like they had them, the bride was up on this building and they played Beyonce's We Like to Party, because we like to party, hey. And it was so beautiful. And she was, she got back from the wedding weekend and came over in the morning to see Sly and hang out with me and showed me all these videos and like just had the best time. And I felt very moved. I was like, oh, what an amazing wedding. What a beautiful celebration of love. And like was thinking about, huh, like I wonder what I would want for my wedding, blah, blah, blah. And then I had this thought of like, wait, do I even want to get married? Maybe I don't even want that. Like the party seems really fun and these people seem really connected and all of that. But I don't know if I want that. It was a weird moment for me. I was like, huh, I don't know if that makes me sad or makes me feel kind of liberated or like I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. I think there's also, for me, been a big part of my journey in the past year has been kind of like grieving this version of myself that was much younger that really did romanticize partnerships and like marriage in a way that I think I didn't even realize because I kind of always felt like someone who was a little like rebellious when it came to family and the idea of it. My mom had had me at 40. I was like, oh, I'm going to be single throughout my 30s. I don't want to, you know, settle down, blah, blah, blah. And But I think actually like that wasn't totally true. I mean, and every every messaging we get as young girls is, you know, you want you want to be validated by like your existence is validated by basically finding a prince and, you know, having like a happy family and whatever. And yeah, I think that shit really got to me. Also, my parents are still married. So, you know, and I've watched their kind of partnership evolve. They they got together later in life, um, like 40 and 45. But still, they've been together now like – I mean, they've been married as long as I've been alive. So um, 32 years. They got married when my mom was pregnant. But they were on and off before that. Everybody's romance is different. Um, everybody's love story is different. But yeah. We had Amber Rose on the podcast on Tuesday, and she was basically talking about how she's done with men. And I feel like I've kind of been feeling this in general in the world, um, and I want to talk about that and my own experience with it um, and kind of like what in the modern – in 2023, what can love and partnership provide us? And is it is it worth it? So let's get into it. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. 
So I want to talk about is the benefits of being single just a little bit more because I, I've talked about my personal experience of like loving that independence. In 2019, Emma Watson referred to herself as self-partnered, um, which I think is pretty wild. Um, I like it. I like the idea of being self-partnered, but it's obviously, it wasn't a phrase I was um, familiar with before she used it. She said that she doesn't feel that being sig single or without kids isn't mean doesn't mean that she's a failure and that she feels like she's on this journey of self-fulfillment and discovery alone and that that's okay and that she's happy with it. Tracy Ellis Ross gave a speech um, at Glamour Women of the Year Summit. She's an actress known from Blackish. She's single and she's very like proudly single. Um, and she talks about it in the speech. She's like, my life is mine. It's actually mine. Then I have to really live it for myself. I have to put myself first. And, you know, I really feel that. I think that when I separated from my ex, being able to like curate my life exactly how I wanted and like put my apartment together how I wanted and think about how just not have to factor anyone else. It's like a real luxury. And I mean, obviously I'm thinking about Sly, but like as far as like sharing how the couch is going to be angled in the house. Like that's such a silly example, but that's real. And I think there's something really beautiful about kind of like feeling the weight of what Tracy said, like my life is mine. I have to make this decision, uh, make decisions every day, but it's just to my liking, um, which is a beautiful thing. And, you know, I um, have been thinking about this a lot because been dating and there's guys that I really like. And I just keep thinking like, okay, but are you going to make my life better than what it is? Like, is life going to be, are you going to be additive to my experience of the world? Because I'm so tired. I have been in multiple jobs. I have a son who's my top priority. I have a dog. Um, I have friends. And I feel really spread then. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what is a boyfriend or a partner going to bring me? I also live with Babs and like we have a really great arrangement as far as kind of like how we divide up tasks in our home and like the time we, those kind of quiet moments that we spend together when she's just, you know, gotten home from work and I just put slide down and we like sit down on the couches and talk. And I'm like, I just don't know that I, that I would be having a better conversation with a man. Um, so it's, it's been kind of on my mind of like, okay, well, do I want a romantic, do I want a partnership in the way that, you know, I definitely wanted in my 20s. I really had this idea about marriage and children um, that I think Amber Rose was talking about on the podcast. Like you have this idea, you get in these relationships, and then now she's in a place where she's like, I don't want to share my bed. I'm happy with being by myself. And, you know, when you do have a child, it's you're not – I mean, you, you are alone in some ways because a kid is not an adult. Um, I get why people say like, oh, my kid's my best friend, but I'm always like, eee. They're not your best friend. They treat them like a child. Um, but it does – you're not totally alone. Like I feel very much that I have a family, even though I don't have a partner necessarily. And, you know, this goes back to the beginning of marriage, right? 
So I have this article in front of me from the New York Times in 2019, Could I Be My Own Soulmate by Bradley B. Onishi. Um, I'm going to be referencing a little bit. This is a crazy fact that that they dropped that two-thirds of Americans still believe in having a soulmate. My question is, do they think a soulmate is a romantic soulmate or can it be like your friend? Because I've seen a lot of TikToks and stuff about how a soulmate can be a, a close friend and I kind of feel that way. I feel like my friends are my soulmates. That being said, a lot of people believe in the one, right? Like we all know that. And I think maybe more people than I even realized. Maybe this is just like living in New York and becoming cynical. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I don't know that many people who believe in the one. And yet I will say, I notice, you know, like I've noticed with dating that so many men are actually looking for a partner in a way that I feel like is kind of different than what you would think. I I at least thought with dating that you're going to meet a lot of guys who just kind of want to link up and hook up. And then it's like, maybe it's because of I'm dating older guys. I mean, not so much older. They're like late 20s to like early 40s is kind of my, my age bracket on the dating app. And uh, maybe maybe they're just like the, that, it, they're old enough that they want a relationship. But I definitely think both men and women are kind of still looking for the one on some ways. But anyway, back to this article, Could I Be My Own Soulmate? He's referencing this book, Marriage, A History, and the author is Stephanie Kuntz. And she basically says, in the 19th century, the rise of the market economy divided the sexes, men into the world of breadwinning work and women into that of unpaid domestic labor. When these two spheres were brought together in marriage, she writes, they produced a perfect, well-rounded whole, aka partnership marriage became this like great way to share responsibilities and the labor of life. You had somebody who's a breadwinner and someone who came home. Well, obviously that has changed. Women are graduating college more than men. They're making more money than they have in the past, um, and they don't really need a partner. I'm sorry to sound like a broken record. I've said this so many times, but you know, if you are a woman who makes enough money to support herself and potentially even a child, then it's like, okay, what is a what does a partner bring to the table? Are they bringing like their own income? Are they bringing you know domestic labor abilities? Are they going to help around the house? Are they going to help with childcare? Um, or are they just? Do you just want to have somebody who completes you emotionally? So there was an academic paper on love and marriage published in 2014. This guy, Dr. Finkel, and his co-authors wrote that since 1965, American marriages have formed around the ideal of, of expressive individualism, which is basically like the idea of an individual identity and personal growth with inside of a marriage. He also talks about um, Carrie Bradshaw, Sex and the City, and just about kind of the idea of self-expression through partnership rather than completion. Um, so Dr. Finkel says, Carrie was less concerned with building a bond with any particular partner than with achieving a self-expressive emotional experience. So I think that like, that's also true even with marriage, right? Like you want to optimize, you want to become your best self. You're not looking for somebody who necessarily is like, you know, your other half and you can kind of do it yourself. You know, what's interesting, they say in this article, like love and partnership just, it resides at the highest level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization, right? Because it's no longer about how surviving. It's no longer about making your life more comfortable. So it really is kind of like the extra thing on the cherry on top. How can you find that in a relationship? Is the person that you're bringing into your life 
making your life better. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Anime Awards this year were amazing! And I'm still not over all of the amazing live musical performances. Honestly, same. The Anime Awards may be over, but our discussion is not. If, like us, you're still not over the Anime Awards show and the results, join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. Listening each week to our breakdown of everything that happened at the 2024 Anime Awards and hear news on the other anime and pop culture that you care about. If you don't want to miss all the post-Anime Awards discussion, then tune in to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Love feels great. There um, is crazy chemical stuff that they've done research on. Being in love increases dopamine in the brain. Um, oxytocin, known as the love hormone, provokes feelings of contentment, calmness, security. Love deactivates the neural pathway responsible for negative emotions such as fear and social judgment. It's good for your health. There's been studies that prove that people who were in love for they're, you know, or in love for their life, live longer. And yeah, also just, you know, on the whatever, like love is a wonderful part of life. You know, you don't want to cut yourself off to the feeling of of that, um, the experience of loving another person. Socrates, that old man, um, defined the meaning of life as love. And he basically said, love at its very best is the longing for something beyond and above ourselves, the pursuit of which can bring out the best in us. And this makes me think of the person I'm always talking about this damn podcast, um, Bell Hooks. And I highly recommend a wonderful gift for your friends or for your partner on Valentine's Day is her book, All About Love, um, which, you know, kind of answers a lot of these questions. And she brings in elements of power and gender and a lot of, you know, the things that kind of hold us back from love and even just kind of getting into the definition of, of love and rethinking how we how we think about love and and partnership as well. Um, so I really recommend that book. It's if I if I ever am to enter like a true partnership with somebody, I would want them to read that book and reference it frequently. Um, and honestly, I even need to reread it. It's I think I read it before the pandemic, and um, I'm a little rusty. But there were just so many chapters about like the selflessness of love and, you know, um, how love isn't just a feeling that it's, um, an action, which I think is kind of like the most beautiful theme she has in the book or idea that you kind of have to actively show, show love in order for it to exist. It's not just like the, the way that your brain, you know, is rushed with serotonin and it's like, that's, that's fine. That's great. Lust, that's lust, but actually love is, something much more profound and something that's an action that you need to actively do. It's like this amazing human 
very special kind of part of our unexplained phenomenon in some ways. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that the high of love is overrated. I think love is beautiful and I hope to fall in love and to experience that, you know, many times in my life. But I think that partnership is kind of for me right now, I'm I love the idea of being self-partnered. Like I love going home into my own bed. No one's in my bed. I like do, you know, a little bit of work. I put slide to sleep. I watch some TikToks and I pass out. And it's like I don't have to answer to anyone. I've made my life exactly how I want it to be. Or I, you know, go, I don't have to report back to anybody. I'm like going and doing my thing. And it's just like me. And it feels so freeing. I mean, it's also really hard. Like I, I definitely feel being a single mom is like not a joke. Being responsible for a little helpless person at all the time is just unbelievable. I like have moments where I wake up and early in the morning and I'm like, holy shit, I'm a mom. <laughs> and I live in New York City and I have all these things to do today. And Sly needs this and da da da, da whatever. Or he, um, this is such mom content, but my, um, he had a, like his breath kind of smelled bad and his gums were bleeding a lot. And I had, I had to take him to the dentist for the first time. He's not even two yet, but I had this moment where I convinced myself from Googling that he had gingivitis, which is like basically impossible for a toddler. But I like fully convinced myself. And I had this moment of like, oh my God, I don't brush his teeth enough. I haven't been careful enough. And I just felt, I started crying. I was like sitting on the kitchen floor in my apartment alone. I just put him down and had read all this stuff. And then like, I was like, okay, I'll make the appointment for tomorrow. Da, da, da. And I just started sobbing on the floor because I was like, I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> so again, self-partnered, yes. But when you're a somebody who's responsible for another little human being, you are self-partnered and, but then you're also like not just responsible for yourself, which is different than Emma Watson or, or Carrie Bradshaw or also Lizzo has talked about being self-partnered as well. And, and I don't think, you know, um, this is, goes back to the article, uh, could I be my own soulmate? The search for the one is no longer about finding the only person who can make your life what it's supposed to be. It's more like a quest for someone who will join you on the lifelong journey of growth. This is, goes back to what I was saying about finding a partner who's additive. additive. Um, sometimes, though, the only suitable companion may be yourself. So, yeah, it's definitely cynical and a little anti-Valentine's Day to not be – to not think that there's someone else that can – that can make your life better. But I mean, I also think that, you know, we have to think about the roots of marriage and about kind of traditional monogamy and like one partner. I think that it's not, it has, it, it was, its roots are in just kind of like, the, it's very practical, right? Like it's like, how do you, how do you divide labor up? And so even though we have all these romantic notions about it, um, and I, you know, I do know people who've lived lives together and there's something so beautiful about that. My grandparents were like that. And, you know, I, I can't say whether or not they were happy or would have been happy or single. Like I think time, a times were very different, but also I, I just don't, they don't even know, you know, they wouldn't have been able to tell me if they would have been happy or single. So, you know, is love overrated? I don't know. I would say partnership could potentially be overrated. And I think for me right now, and I'm curious if any of you listeners feel the same way, I'm like, so how do you experience love without like building a life with someone? Because my experience 
And even just when I get like love tingles, um, like I'm not fully in love, but I've like, oh my God, you know, I have that feeling. You start thinking like, how do I see this person as much as possible? How do I, you want to integrate them into your life. That's the instinct. So how can you experience that, you know, beautiful thing that is falling in love with maybe, you know, also managing to have your own independence? That's my question. And not, you know, being shut down to the, to to the idea of love, but then also maintaining kind of the self-partnership that Emma Watson talked about. But yeah, you still want that dopamine and that oxytocin and the experience of of love. Like I do think, you know, it's an important part of life. So happy motherfucking Valentine's Day. Um, I hope <laughs> whatever you did, I hope your stupid boyfriends bought you flowers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I did get, I just saw this funny video of this girl being like, oh yeah, when's the last time you bought you flowers? Oh, money's tight. Like, well, what about like just making you dinner and da da da. So I just want to say this. If you had to make your man do something for you for Valentine's Day, you should not be with him, period. Like if that's something that's valuable to you and you want that, you want you want to do something cute on Valentine's Day, he should he should care about you enough. Even if he's like, oh, Valentine's Day is not my thing, whatever. It's your thing. And if he loves you and he cares about you, then he should, sh it's not no chip off his shoulder to just give you that and let you have that day. So I hope everybody's partners, male, female, whatever, then they does the right thing on Valentine's Day and treats you right. And, you know, I I think that the whole thing of like, oh, I hear a lot of men in particular or women describe like, oh yeah, you know, he just says like holidays aren't his thing, Valentine's Day is not his thing. It's like, but if you want to be, if you want to be treated special on Valentine's Day, then he should care enough about you to, it's no skin off your back to be able to show your partner a good time. If it's something that's important to them, if that's what they're, how they receive love, show them a good time. So I hope that, and if they don't treat you right on Valentine's Day, then Honestly, it's a cause. It's a reason to reassess. I know I, I used to be the kind of person who'd be like, it's it's whatever. It's a corny capitalist holiday. It doesn't matter. If you wanted to be treated cute and made to feel like a sweetheart, That's your partner should do that. So I hope that that all happens for you. And I'd love for, to hear from you. Is love overrated? And, you know, how, how can we how can we do the whole partnership thing without without the kind of traditional roles that we used to have? So um, submit your thoughts, your voice notes. As always, go to hilo.fm. Looking forward to hearing from you and getting your thoughts, you know, talking about Amber Rose or things I've talked about on the pod and my own experience. I would love to hear it. Okay. Talk to you soon. High Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment, Bitch Era Media, and Something Else production produced by Chelsea Jacobson. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, and Sarita Wesley. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. Thanks for listening.